This is Mr. Christopher with the Funkatopia Radio Show. Welcome to Funkatopia Live. I have a very, very special guest that you is probably going to be new on your radar. Maybe he's not. I'm not exactly sure. We're about to find out, but you're going to know him by the end of this. Great, great album that just came out called Fragile. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Sam Ravenna to Funkatopia. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, man. So I, I got I got this album and I was thinking to myself, people don't know who you are. I guess you had an EP that was out before this. Again, for those who, who may have missed me mentioning, the name of the album is called Fragile. And it is more kind of like a Motown soul type of thing. I was trying to think, remember um, Jamie Liddell? Um, of course. But it's, a, it's, it's that same type of soul with a little bit of a Motown flair to it. And that is, you kind of hit on a lot of different points throughout the album, but that seems to be the one main current, well, one particular genre that you tap on repeatedly on this album. Is that, tell me a little bit about your influences and, and where you were, your mindset was at during this album. Well, first of all, that's a you know huge compliment. I love Jamie Liddell. I'm a huge fan of Jamie Liddell. And, you know, honestly, a lot of similarities there between, like, the classic soul and then also getting into more, like, electronic production and psychedelic um, kind of out there stuff. And that, you know, between those two and everything in between, that's kind of where I, where I was going with this record. It starts off in a really Motown classic kind of uh, place and it morphs through neo soul and like southern soul and some like 70s funky soul kind of like inspired by like earth wind and fire through like some like you know late 70s yacht rock you know steely dan doobie brothers kenny loggins kind of influence stuff and then it kind of branches off into an even more like wild electronic psychedelic place that's you know i would say it was like inspired by hiatus coyote and thundercat and that sort of a thing or even radiohead or the beatles you know towards the end (laughs) so it's kind of you know i mean i know that that's like a lot of different um yeah that's all over i mean especially when you throw in hiatus coyote in there i mean that's like because they're they're their songwriting process is I, I just want to sit in a studio just one day while she is writing stuff because it's like how do you even remember everything that you're doing in this song just... yeah they're just on that band is just unreal as far as like musicianship and creativity right yeah. you know um, and that's you know I, I kind of wanted to tap into that sort of uh, you know really crazy time signatures and like really like out there production as far as like electronics and um, effects and stuff and that's kind of uh, yeah that, I mean that that's the title track of the record Fragile is uh, you know heavily influenced by them there's a there's a um, kind of a jazz like uh, out there jazz piano solo that was played by my friend. Kristen Selzer of the Reno Jazz Syndicate, who uh, she just like goes off into this like shredding solo over this electronic kind of uh, soundscape. And um, yeah, one of my favorite um, songs on the record. One of the reasons that it's the title track, you know? Yeah. And and I noticed one of the things that I had read about you, because I tried to do a little bit of research before I talked to new artists to kind of get a little bit of background on them. And I, I was wondering, was this 
Some of the things that you, a lot of the song titles and a lot of what, including things like um, Help Me Find It, Fragile, Where I'm Coming From, Human Condition, all those things really focus on a person's well-being. And you had, from what I understand, from what I've read, you've had quite a emotional and even physical journey through a a lot of trials and tribulations. And I was wondering if any of that had an impact on the content of some of the stuff that that you're writing on this album. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, to to start off, I mean, I've led a very, really a blessed life, you know, very, you know, very blessed and privileged as far as like where, where I came from with my family and the support that I've had and, and everything. But I mean, even, even with a, a blessed life comes ups and downs, you know, every human on earth goes through, you know, goes through hard times, goes through this, uh, you know, a, a roller coaster or, or a pendulum. That's another song on the um, record, you know, where you just when things are, when everything is going right, you don't know what's around the corner that's going to like knock you down. But that's, that's the beauty in life is that, you know, these, these blessings that, that come in disguise. I, uh, I mean, as far as, um, you know, physical things, I was in a car accident when I was 16 that put me in the hospital for like a week. That was like a near miss on death, you know, that, you know, really set me in a place at a young age of being like thoughtful and um, grateful for life. And when I was 20, when I was 22, I had just graduated from Berkeley College of Music in Boston and it was the springtime and there was like a lot weighing on my mind as far as like what am I doing with my life and what have you know what's my contribution to this world and I kind of just realized I was like man I'm such a small part of this whole this whole universe and I, I had a I had a manic episode and a, men, a mental health breakdown um and it was an acute one but you know when they told me that I like went into the psych ward and they're like, you have bipolar disease and you're, you know, there's potential that you are going to have to be, you know, on medication for the rest of your life. And, you know, it just like sends you into your own psyche. I mean, the manic episode itself, when there's like thoughts that you're having that are like, like the universal truths that I felt like I was uncovering that still to this day, I realize are true that I found in that you know, in that mind state, but just like when someone tells you that you're mentally ill and it sends you into your own psyche and you're like kind of thinking like, well, what am, what's real and what's just like, what's just this illness. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of thought and a lot of inspiration that came from those, that thought. And as far as uh, lyrical content on this record, I kind of went deep on some of those topics you know well and as a child of the as a child of the 70s i was born in 68 and i can tell you that you know back in the 70s and even into the 80s they really didn't spend any time diagnosing people so you know what while you may have been going through you know i'm not demeaning what you went through but what i'm saying is is that you know sometimes they they just feel like they've got to label everything it's just it's just yeah. you, you have to kind yeah, of go through West, that the and, western and, right and then it makes you feel like 
okay, well, something's wrong with me now. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Just everybody kind of has this introspective moment. You just you you actually got the blessing of being able to have it a lot earlier than a lot of people do, because some people don't wake up until much much later in life. I mean, they, they get to 40, 40, 50 years old, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know they start having all those introspective moments, like, oh man, I, wh what is my place in this world? What, what am I supposed to be doing? Where, where or, or am just I? Under just understanding that any negative thought that you have about someone else or something else is really, if something bothers you about someone else, it's really something that bothers you about yourself. Like the things that bother us the most about other people are things that we struggle with, and as soon as you realize that, it's a lot easier to be to leave behind judgments for other people and be more compassionate. And, and it comes really from like inside, like compassion for yourself and forgiving yourself for, you know, what are just human faults allows you to walk through life with a lot more compassion and understanding for other people. So, yeah, it's, I, I imagine that, you know, going through that at such a young age, I mean, even before you're out of your teens, you're already in that moment is you know it's that, that that's a lot to take on you're already dealing with entering into adulthood and and having to you know figure yourself out as a person in general right out of the gate you know to already be in that position to have to think about that level of purpose in life that early is just it's got to be i mean some people it happens to some people but again most people don't wake up until typically their late 20s early 30s before they go okay hold on wait a minute <laughs> I mean, you know, so I guess yeah, midlife crisis. Yeah, you're just you're 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 lucky in that uh, in that regard for sure. And do you feel like any of the songs that are on this album really, or lyrically, anything on this album that you feel like, man, that that really communicated some of the feelings that I have really really well. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the song's fragile and the song song's pendulum. Um, you know, they don't really go into like as much detail as we were just talking about, but they they just talk about life's up and downs and that, you know, you, you never know what's around the corner and you, you never know that well what you're in right now, whatever you're going through, you know, is shaping you and you can find the blessings in that, you know, in those lessons, you know. So I'd say, right. yeah, fragile, um, fragile, the the line is um it starts off by saying life is fragile don't you see to the dusk uh to the dust we shall return and then it kind of goes off into this psychedelic soundscape and then it's like just like that this life can change joy turns the pain and you're somewhere new and the the next part says once you were under attack and now you and now you've made it through well, you know i, I just one, I was as I was listening to the album, just kind of going over it and just kind of just taking all of it in. You, you, you kind of go off on. They're all sort of pretty seamless, as far as you know, going from certain type of Motown soul, you know, types of songs, as well as you know, then moving into you know something more and more funky. But there's there's one song where you were like very very different from everything else that was on there, which was "Won't Be How It Was." Yeah. And is there a particular reason? I mean, it kind of, you know, everything had essentially full instrumentation, but on this particular song, did 
are you, you're just sitting down with an acoustic guitar or somebody else playing acoustic guitar and you're just kind of just this is just a song that you just had to get out and just had to to put on there because that song really really stands out in the middle of everything else that's going on what's the story behind that song yeah won't be how it was that's you know that's somewhat of a political um or just like sociological statement that's you know i just wrote it about this world that we're going that we're in right now that like there's so much conflict and there's so much fighting and there's so much division and if things are going to get better there you know whether it's whether it's human rights you know women's rights gay rights you know racial equality if things are going to be get better it's not going to be how it was and you know basically saying that as a young person i I look around and you know at my friends and we're the ones who are going to change the world you know and we're the ones that you know we're we're stronger and smarter than we seem is kind of like that's the the meaning behind that song and i guess i just wrote it as an acoustic song and it just felt right just playing just me and the guitar for you know somewhat of an intimate moment and it breaks down it's like right in the middle of the record right um so it's uh yeah, it's definitely yeah. different. So, I mean, so this style that you're that you're using, what what type of music were you listening to as you were younger? It was just kind of, I think one of the the differences we were talking a little bit before we went on before we came on, we were talking about how there's just such a huge volume of music that's being thrown out that it's really really hard to kind of you got to kind of find your thing and and focus on it and run with it because there is so much of a I just said it right the first time, a volume of music that's out there that what made you decide that the soul and I guess for lack of a better term, it's like some neo-soul Motown. What made you feel like that was where your home was? Um, I don't know. I guess my brother gave me gave me There's a Riot Going On by Sly and the Family Stone Great album. Yeah. Um, when I was like 13 or something like that and it just like totally blew my, my, my mind i was listening to it yesterday morning actually i was like oh, i gotta go back and listen to this and it's just like it's so raw and funky and like there's just it just like hit me at a young age like this is it right here like this is what i want to do just listening to Sly and the family stone and then i got into you know p-funk and james brown and the meters and from there like got into like stevie wonder and motown and stuff and i always listened to like my parents always listened to james taylor and bonnie Raitt and eric clapton those were like their three big ones so i was like listening to like blues and like you know um great songwriter like james taylor from a very young age and uh yeah, I mean, it just it just sparked my interest into wanting to write songs, and that's probably the origin of of all that and what started it. Is that what you still find yourself listening to now? You know, like, if you pop open Spotify, what what are the the top five groups that I'm going to see are going to be like the ones you listen to the most? James Taylor would definitely be in there. Top five lately. I mean, I, Emily King is like my number one favorite artist really? um, okay. right now. Have you listened to Emily King yeah. ever? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's just like everything about her music just like 
cuts me right to the core. Like I went, I went and saw her last year as I was kind of going through a hard time in my relationship and me and my, my partner at the time had split up and like, I went to go see her and it was just her and her producer, Jamos playing acoustic guitar. And it's just like, it like, I like cried <laughs> like multiple times throughout the, throughout the set i was like she's singing like directly to me i don't know i'm a huge emily king fan i really love alan stone a lot fantastic new soul artist let's see those are probably two big ones i love d'angelo yeah. um and like anything in that neo soul realm tom Mi- tom uh, mish i think i'm pronouncing it right he's like english dude guitar player producer dude's unbelievable <laughs> love that new record yeah, dude, like, you're all over yeah, the place. I mean, yeah, yeah, I could keep on cool. going. I could keep on going, but those are kind of like those are the big ones for me. Emily King is really like Emily King and Alan Stone as far as new artists. I think I was like you when I was younger too. I, I, I mean, I, I was listening to a lot of different styles, and it was like it was like one offshoot, <laughs> like crazy looking amoeba, and it was just this thing where. It, you know, I was listening to a little bit of Thomas Dolby and a little bit of Peter Gabriel and a little bit of, you know, some Genesis and then uh, then The Fix and all this stuff from the 80s that came out. And then, you know, of course, in the 70s, I was listening to Sly and the Family Stone and George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic and Earth, Wind and & Fire. And that was because of the fact that there was a rate. I lived in Michigan at the time and it was on the outskirts of Detroit and there was only a it was one radio station that we got in really well, it was one radio station during the day, and then at nighttime, some bandwidth changed. And so during the day, we would get rock and roll like Steve Miller Band and James Taylor and, you know, all those types of acts. And then at nighttime, then we would get the R&B stations. That would play like Stevie Wonder and Earth, Wind & Fire and Ohio Players and all that, that stuff. Time, like, it was so weird. radio at that time like segregated? Like there was uh, black music and there was white music. Well, it's it that that's pretty much like it is now, with the exception of pop. I mean, you know, if you look at truly, you know, we, we were again, we were talking earlier before about some of these artists that do, you know, cross over into the pop, you know, area like such like a Bruno Mars that we were referring to before. Black music right now on the radio, as far as like me being in Atlanta, there is a huge hip hop and R and B conglomerate of stars that are really 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 big but most people have never heard of <laughs> and it's just this it's this thing where it's it's still segregated in a way where you have your you have your your black audience and you have a white audience and you have this top 40 audience where occasionally somebody will come out and hit it big like Rihanna or like a Cardi B or like you know somebody like that but for the most part, there is a huge, huge underground movement of different type of R&B and soul music that most people have never just don't hear. We've got a radio station here in Atlanta that's 107.5. And it is it plays. I listen to that like so much of the day because it's where artists like Janelle Monet and D'Angelo and, mm-hmm. and Avery Sunshine and bands like that actually get a sounding board. They actually have some place to go. And, ba- and bands like the internet i don't know if you've ever heard of them yeah uh, for sure yeah, they're yeah, amazing yeah, bands like the internet and um and tank and the bangas and all these bands that have just don't nor don't, don't have an audience there is no audience for them outside of that that's a, that's a major major push and you have these little offshoot radio stations like this that are way down at the end of the dial 
and it's still but it's still very very segregated i just i i think that commercial radio is not ready for a lot of the stuff that's out there and that's not just a black and white thing because there's a ton of music that's out there right now that doesn't get played that's from white artists it's not a it's it's just i just think there's some music that is so much on the fringe that commercial radio is too scared to take a chance on certain things it just it just is what it is so there mm-hmm. is very very distinct uh, I was trying to think of the right word but there's um, it, very distinct categories and genres of music that are just offshoots of like a hi- hi- we were talking earlier about uh, hiatus coyote where in the world are you going to hear hiatus coyote other than on the radio <laughs> on Spotify. i'm not sure if you're going to you're right you're not going to there's jam on maybe maybe right so maybe and it wasn't Jazz until station, right like it wasn't until right exactly I don't know. you're but, right there's... but but it's, but there's some bands that are out there that are just not going to even when we we're talking you were talking about emily king and alan stone i mean those guys uh, they're just for a regular commercial radio they have their genre and they're off and people love them and that's fine but for a commercial radio standpoint it's still just one of those things where i, I don't understand you can turn on spotify and i can go down a rabbit hole of hundreds of artists i've never even heard of that are fantastic spotify, spotify's algorithms are pretty amazing i've, I've discovered right, yeah. a lot of great music through well, spotify. Yeah, spotify has this it has that um your weekly playlist yeah which is amazing i was like how are you finding all these artists that i love that i've never heard of and you're you're hitting yeah that's how i found tom tom mish was uh yeah so um, it's just one of those things yeah it's just it it, i think it's there's just so much out there there's so many genres of music that just commercial radio just can't grasp but they just don't want to take the chance or they don't want to muddy up the water too much it's hard being a musician out there right now. You have to yeah. have a really good opportunity to be able to get your get the word out and and get your music played. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna say what I was saying before we started the interview as well. Like, even of course, it's like it's it's an incredibly difficult time because of the volume of music that's out now. But I look at some of the artists on the radio. You know, Bruno Mars, Ed Sheeran, those kind of artists like and you hear you hear the funk and the soul in the music again, which is like, I, I don't know, I guess maybe the 70s and the 80s right. are coming back. Everything comes in cycles. So I, I don't know. It makes me hopeful, you know, when I hear a song like Uptown Funk, like how big of a hit that song was yeah. like that is straight Zapp and Roger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, it's, it's it's very print. Yeah, well, and, and twenty four karat magic was very Prince in the time. Yeah, it was very, very it's Prince. Just, it's like, it's, it's so, yeah. I mean, Bruno Mars has a lot of like is a combination of a lot of a lot of artists that I love with a very modern thing. So I don't know. I guess it makes me hopeful and makes me you know want to keep on moving forward. Like there is an audience out there that um, is gonna you know hopefully latch onto my stuff and. You know, yeah. well, maybe I mean, maybe it's maybe we'll get some stuff we'll get on the radio. Maybe it won't, but wherever in between I land is like, you know, where I land. So I'm stoked to be making music. <laughs> well, as long as you can find that audience, that that that's perfectly fine. I mean, you got guys that are out there that are killing it, that do incredible stuff, like Taylor McFerrin 
and like we had yeah. talked about Jamie Liddell Taylor's and, sister Matt Madison she's a she's a great singer as well and, and, and of course you know many people don't know that Taylor McFerrin is the son of Bobby McFerrin and if you've ever listened and if you don't most people only know Bobby from Don't Worry Be Happy but if you've ever listened to yeah, any Bobby's of his like stuff the greatest vocalist like it's just um, amazing ever yeah I, I behoove people to go and look for Bobby McFerrin's lesson on Ted he actually did a lesson on Ted talking about just talking about it. You have to see it. It's there's only one of them that's out there where he did it via Ted when they had the big music conference and it was I'll just check that oh one my out. gosh. It's just he was talking about harmonics and how it's just this one cultural thing that he doesn't matter where he goes, it's all exactly the same no matter where you go. Everybody knows the intonations and every it's it's mm-hmm. and he does this yeah, whole entire it's a universal lesson language. And, and, and he does this experiment with the audience that is just unbelievable. That's cool. And um, yeah, I'll send you the link after so. But anyways, That's awesome. so let's talk about your album one more time. So this album came out October nineteenth. So it's been out mm-hmm. there a little while. Where, where can where can people get it at? If you're on a desktop or a laptop, um, you can go straight to my website, Sam Ravenna, spelled R A V as in Victor E N N A dot com, and you can download it directly from my website. That's the best for me. <laughs> you know all the that's all go. we're concerned about because we want to do what's best for for you as far as that and you've already got done touring right you were you were on tour earlier yeah i was on tour um all of september and october i was um i was playing i was playing with an opening for eric lindell mm-hmm. um who is uh is like a fantastic southern soul like country blues r&b dude lived in new orleans for a while came from sonoma county california fantastic artic artist eric lindell um and i was playing bass for him and also um opening most of the shows solo so i was just in most major markets in the u.s and a lot of smaller markets throughout september and october it was a great it was a really great tour i have to say real quick it, it, the album's on itunes and spotify and all that stuff as well yeah but um, don't go there I, I would rather you guys go directly to his site because it's better that he makes a decent amount of money on an album when you pick it up instead of 0.001 cent so yeah that's, yeah it's true <laughs> yeah i'd rather they go to or to go listen to it on spotify and if you like it then you can go buy it oh you'll like you it know. just go ahead and buy it it's fine yeah okay <laughs> All right, so I, I know that for it. I know that Eric is still on still on tour. I know he's still doing some shows in like New York, and he's kind of going up and down the East Coast. And um, are, are you just taking a break right now, or are you going to go back out in the road a little bit later on in 2019? I joined for this tour because his normal bass player was had other obligations okay. for Look, this. Is the guy um, from the this is the the Grand Nationals bassist. Oh, this is a different project funny story actually between like Grand Nationals and and the Sunliners. Like Eric has had different names for his band, right, yeah, he's... and then, but really it's just like who it's whoever right. Eric has with him. <laughs> right. He's but this the bass player Randy Barmudez is his name from Sonoma County, California. is a fantastic bass player, and he's been with Eric for a long time. And I filled in for the tour for him, but he's he's Eric's like normal guy. I I, I was playing like a little bit of acoustic guitar and and singing with Eric on the tour when Eric's son Ellery was getting up and playing bass for us. And Eric really liked that a lot. We we sang really well together, and the the harmonies 
singing in his band was really fun. So I definitely hope and imagine I'll be working with Eric again in the future. Um, he's such a great artist and I just, I love his music so much and he's such a great guy. So I don't think that my tenure is over with Eric, but um, as far as like regular gigs, it's, it's Randy Bermuda's on bass. Anything you want to say to the folks before before we go? As far you know, obviously pick up the album "Fragile." It's out right now, so people can get it. Anything you want to look out for? Anything coming up? Yeah, I'll, have, I'll be having a, a Lake Tahoe album release party in December. So if you're in Northern California and want to make a trip to Tahoe, um, nice. I'll be playing there. And then, yeah, I mean, keep, keep an eye out. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. If you dig the music, share it with your friends. That's like the biggest thing that can that can help an independent artist like, artist like myself. And uh, yeah, hope to uh, hope to see some folks that are listening to this podcast out on the road sometime soon yeah that'd be awesome so make sure that you guys head to the website again it's samravenna.com which is s-a-m-r-a-v-e-n-n-a.com and you can check it out the album there you can check out the app on spotify and then go to the, the website and buy it or you can just buy it because we said so because it's great <laughs> it's, right on it's good yeah stuff. and man thanks for stopping in man i appreciate it yeah thanks chris thanks for having me all right, guys, it's been Funkatopia Live, and you just met with Sam Ravenna. Go pick up the album right now. Do it. Don't wait. <laughs>